Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hey guys, Combat Craig here. Um, today I wanted to talk about ECFR 38 Part 4, and I wanted to show you where to get it, where to download it, and then how to move around in it. And um, just uh, wanted to show you a little bit about um, PDF documents and how to move around them and how to edit in them and stuff like that. Um, a lot of documents, if you guys have bought a house or anything like that, you'll find that. Um, it's like, I don't know, VeriSign or DocuSign or something, you know, digital signatures are, are flying around. And um, all these things are, are driven by, uh, you know, PDF elements and stuff. So um, it's good to get familiar with them, um, especially when you're, you know, doing research on your own VA claim. Um, you always want to know where you are, what you're rated for, um, you know, if you're not rated properly especially if you have a lower rating, uh, say 0% for hearing loss or something like that, uh, that 0% is in place. So as your hearing gets worse, as you get older, uh, you, you, know, you already have the service connection element um, built into it. So you just need to fill out the DBQ um, explaining that it's uh, worse now, for instance. So you need to know what uh, VA considers what worse means, what you know, the different levels are and stuff. So I'm going to share my screen here. So uh, let's zoom. So I don't know if you can see this URL. I'm going to put it below. Yeah, I don't know if it's blocking it or not. Doesn't matter. Um, I'll put it below. It's this gov info page. So you'll uh, land on this page when you click the link. Um, 38 CFR schedule for rating disabilities tells you a little bit uh, about it code of federal regulations annual edition uh, whatever this class number stuff is 2017 which I guess that's the most updated one if not I'm sorry I'm uh, learning this as I go here so basically what you want to do is go up here to download PDF and that's it It'll take you to this page. Again, I don't know about the screen stare stuff. I don't know what browser you're using, but up here, there's a download button. And when you click download, it'll ask you where to save it. And then you'll save it. Um, so we're going to get that out of the way. We're gonna just hop right into it here. Uh, so basically once you have it downloaded, um, you know, you can have it on your phone or you can look this stuff up and um, we have military disability made easy, which takes a lot of this stuff and puts body parts so you can kind of see like with the cervical strain instead of, you know, searching for, for neck and cervical strain, it's a little bit easier to get to the diagnostic codes. Um, either way works. My point today is just kind of showing you um, 
what part four looks like. And, you know, this is what the VA raters are using when they're, you know, rating your disabilities. So um, I'm not a reader. I, I mean, I read, but I don't like, I don't like reading and I hate writing. And um, Brian will probably be the first person to tell you, um, but I'm good at some things, a lot of things, writing and words are not one of them. So when you see my videos, um, I often ask for a wordsmith. I know what good, I know what words look like, but I just can't get them out of my brain on the paper, if that makes sense. So it's good to, so, so my point here is um, not, a, not a reader. I'm definitely more into it now because um, I'm into this stuff, right? If I'm going to sit up here and whatever, sit out here, whatever you want to call it. Now, if I'm going to help you guys, um, I'm not trying to give bad information and that's going to happen. It's get on camera first and talk about things. Um, and then, you know, clean it up if I have to later in the comments. And I do that a lot. Um, it's about content first, right? Um, not polished. Uh, this is part of my kind of rough uh, thing, you know. Uh, so I, I do look at this. I try to get the right info out there. <clears throat> There's lots of different information, especially, and of course, I don't have my drink. Um, lots of Facebook groups. Um, it's it's literally people um, giving their opinions based on their interpretation of the law, and as it's nice to you know your your head's thinking that's that's nice that you're you're looking at something and you're trying to see what that means for you, and work an angle around it or something. Um, there's still this, and this is the law, and this is all that matters. So it's nice to talk around something. Can migraines be connected to this? Can I really make it go from 30 to 50? Uh, yeah, that's all nice, but there's a law. And when your claim gets in front of a raider, this is what they're going by. So it's good to just kind of, you know, understand um, how the different categories, you know, 4.40 covers functional loss, right? 4.45 um, uh, covers the joints. And if you have problems and you've been in the civilian world, like I have for a long time, a lot of these terms are, it's just weird um, how they're rated and stuff like that. So uh, as a lot of it um, has, makes sense. If I gave this to my ex-wife who works in an um, emergency room, there would be things like, well, that's weird that the VA does things like that. So just, uh, you know, something to be aware of. It's good to look through and um, just kind of see everything, you know. Essentials of evaluative rating. Of course, I think for me, as I read through this stuff, um, like I said, I'm not I, I'm not a big avid reader or anything like that. I think these words are meant and they're directed at the layman veteran, so I understand them. It's not very intimidating, but there's still, you know, just the word interpret scares me because <laughs> there's. You know, that's what raiders are doing. I don't know how they get up to speed, what VA raider class looks like, but things are moving, precedents are being set. You know, I'm not gonna say on a daily basis, but probably, right? Board decisions are being made at, you know, in all 50 states all the time. And some of those are precedent setting cases and they're, you know, changing the way that VA does business. So I don't know how that information gets out there. There's some, you know, big Slack group or Skype group like, oh, you know, we got, we're doing this now. 
Um, but until uh, unknown uh, how all that works, uh, I digress. My point is that I think um, Raiders definitely look at um, the way, you know, I can assemble, there's no such thing as a perfect claim, but I can assemble what I think to be as a pretty strong claim, claim you know, lays out a good argument. The um, stuff that I'm claiming uh, makes sense. Um, it's clearly service connected or as clear as I can make it service connected. If it's a secondary condition, the service connection piece is solid. And I have a good solid argument grounded in, in law, right? Connecting my, my secondary service thing to my primary thing. And I'm backing that up with um, BVA decisions, you know? So these things, this isn't like I'm trying to, you know, reinvent the wheel. VA's already made rulings on these things and I'm referencing these rulings and using pieces of the language in my argument. And now I'm kind of jumping into Leah's shoes here because that's what she does. Um, but, you know, just kind of something to think about. So yeah, I don't know how the Raiders get all this information, but I mean, the Salt Lake City VA looks at things completely different than the Idaho VA. And I don't know how many are in Texas. You know what I mean? It's like every VA is different. Some are shittier than others. Uh, I don't know who the worst VA is uh, in the country right now. I'm sure there's probably 15 trying to go for the lowest spot. But out of those, you know, horrible VAs, um, there are, you know, people, Raiders and, you know, the VBA is mixed in with the VHA. So there's a lot of things um, that change. People look at things different. If they have somebody with their foot on their neck saying, rate faster, um, that might rush them. They might rush them into a good decision or a bad decision, but rush nonetheless, right? So it's good for you to know, um, you know, some of these basic terms up in this first part, just kind of scanning through, understanding what functional impairment actually means, you know, understanding what a whole body is versus how, the, how when you um, are disabled, whatever percentage you're disabled, say it's 50%, once I have a 50% rating, my 100% whole body doesn't exist anymore. I'm 50% whole body. Under the mechanics of VA math are still confusing to me. I'm by no means a math guy, and I'm still getting my head around that. And I definitely use uh, VA math calculators and stuff like that. But Understanding the concepts, right? And then understanding coming over to pyramiding, understanding what pyramiding is, what it means, what they're trying to avoid. Let me try to zoom in. Sorry, I didn't zoom in a little faster. You know, understanding what they think is pyramiding. Here's law, right? 4.14, avoidance of pyramiding. This is the legal document. This is what um, they're supposed to be going after if, um, you make a clear argument and your claim gets denied based on some rash decision or something of that nature, and you go for a higher level review, that's the whole point of a higher level review, right? To have the exact same claim looked at by a completely set of eyes that, you know, are supposed to also be doing this under the law. That's why a lot of these uh, um, higher level reviews are coming back favorable. You know, they're coming back fast, <clears throat> doesn't always mean um, it's favorable, but they're, you know, uh, I have been hearing good things. TDIU is another one. This goes down a whole nother rabbit hole. It was hard for me to understand, you know, one 60% disability, or if there are two or more disabilities, one needs to be at 40. Uh, 
but the total combined needs to be 70. Um, I'm still, I was in this TDIU mode for a while. I can tell you TDIU is extremely limiting. If you um, have to go that route, I almost did myself, I get it. But um, there are ways to use secondary conditions to get to 100% the hard way or scheduler. And you always want to go that right route because if you're 100% scheduler or 100% BNT, you can work. And um, we're disabled, right? We suffer from serious mental health injuries, serious physical injuries. Um, but in my case, I need to keep my brain occupied because if I'm not like learning something like this stuff, I'm laying in my head, you know, in my bed thinking, and in my head, thinking how miserable my life is. And I get really dark, really suicidal, really quickly. And I just need a simple distraction. So you guys might not be as fascinated as I am by, you know, just everything the VA is. It's just a big, you know, there's medical, there's legal, I'm ready to tackle it all. But you guys might be like, hey, um, I'm not much of a computer dork and I'm not a, you know, a geek. I don't like geeking out on stuff. Totally get it. Maybe you want to, you know, I got a trailer. I got a mower. Maybe I want to start a lawn mowing business, something that's healthy. Get out. You know, it's not like you're physically doing much if you're like riding around on a lawnmower. But, you know, you got to, you know, pick up clients and build them and collect money from them and run a business. Right. So all these things are healthy for you. If you're on TDIU, it just, you're not supposed to work. So that's why everybody at VA Claims Insider definitely will discourage you um, from going down the TDIU route. I get it, we get it, but we think we can get you to 100 the hard way. So it goes more into unemployability, analogous readings, and I'm just gonna kinda scroll through here like you know there's even a law the attitude of the rating officers so much contradictory stuff i'm already seeing you know jumping off the list you know this whole thing of helping veterans and we should help our warriors and where's the part where uh you know i should have been reached out to a lot longer ago um and i'm not alone there's people that are a lot older than 51 that have had no help, still have no help, and they're in literally hopeless situations. And if you're hearing my voice right now, watching this video, and you're one of them, I would love to help you. And if your family member is one of them, you know, I'm thinking more about Vietnam veterans that aren't as computer savvy and don't know what a PDF is and stuff. Get them to me, you come to me, I wanna help you guys. This stuff's all buried in, um, it's all buried in medical, it's a combo of medical evidence, understanding the basics of law, because it's important to understand what the VA raters supposed to be doing, what they're supposed to be considering. You know, what happens if you dump, uh, if you go to your VSO and he's just like, perfect, I'm just gonna throw 50 claims and let the VA sort them out, you know? What that actually looks like when you have your condensed 15 minutes. Um, is it a good idea to throw 50 or is it a good idea to throw two high value claims at them in a bite sized chunks with tons of medical evidence? So they just look at it and go, okay, this is a no brainer. Yes, yes. And then if you, you know, need to um, layer in some, some other disabilities, you know, that's sometimes um, a lot of our clients come back a second time to finish it off. If, uh, 
100% is the compensation that they think they should deserve. And that's another thing. This is not about what the VA thinks you deserve. This is about the compensation that you believe you deserve. Um, not, and you know, you're supposed to be doing this in a, um, in a moral way with integrity. So if you are, you know, sitting here and you're like, hey, you know, I'm rated for my, my neck at 10%, that seems low. I'm learning about somatic symptom disorder. I'm learning about secondary service conditions. Overall, I am underrated. I, you know, I'm 30 years older than when I got my 10% rating. I thought it was a low ball rating at the time. I didn't even understand that I could fight back. I thought I just kind of got the rating. And that's me speaking, right? That's, that's what I thought. So understanding, you know, how they look at things, what they're thinking about, bilateral factors. This is funny, these, these words are jumping off the page at me more. Um, you know, even this one, use of diagnostic code numbers. When I was filing my claim for PTSD over and over again, and there's PTSD all over my medical records, and, I'm, and I suffer from PTSD, and it's like, what the hell is wrong with these people? It's literally all over my medical records. What wasn't there was a diagnostic code sitting next to PTSD with a, you know, calling out an actual rating. And it goes into, uh, you know, just at this very top of this, these first couple pages, you know, it covers the basic rating stuff, went through some of the math, what the rate, how the Raiders are supposed to conduct themselves, how the veterans are supposed to conduct themselves, um, TDIU, and now we're into the way more serious stuff, convalescent ratings, hospital ratings, 0% um, evaluations. I was reading through here and that's when I realized that you can have, um, if you have multiple 0% ratings, you can actually um, get a 10% rating for that. I guess it's not right here or it would jump off. I don't know where I saw that. But, you know, then it goes in and explains, you know, the musculoskeletal system. What is that? Functional loss. What's, what's the functional loss part? What does that mean? What's the history of the injury? Um, what do the medical exams say? You know, the bones, the joints accurate measurements we talk about using a when you're measuring range of motion you're they're supposed to be using a goniometer not eyeballing you but they eyeball you a lot at cmp exams um there's another one right objective findings um mild moderate severe there's different types of um, these kinds of findings that you'll fit into Arthritis happens after you have a problem, right? Well, I guess, I don't know. It could happen at the same time, but my understanding of arthritis is something that builds up in the joints as time moves on. So I have it and it's gotten worse. And, you know, I'm talking about from when, when I went like from 20 to 50, so 30 years. So I, I'm sure um, arthritis is not going to be getting better for me. Painful motion. We talk about um, when you're in your CMP exam and the guy's got the goniometer on you and you know, you're not supposed to move into the pain. So you move your neck like right there for me. I feel it. You know, I can move more. My neck's stiff. If I like, you know, come on, Craig, give me a little more. No, whatever you got to do, whatever your version of no, this I'm in the pain and I'm stopping right here. 
and sorry if you don't like that my neck only moves you know whatever that is 13 14 percent or something that way and even less that way and i'm supposed to be able to do 100 or however they measure it uh this isn't a impress the doctor thing so understanding painful motion um, this isn't covered right here the somatic symptom disorder that's in a different section because we're just talking about the muscle skeletal system but somatic symptom disorder is a whole different mental health condition that comes out of pain. The body's trying to protect itself. I published a video earlier today and Stuart Simons is one of our VCEs and that's why I love talking to these guys and I love everybody getting on video. So Stuart said it in a way that I, you know, I continue to hear somatic symptom disorder. The more I hear people describe it, I love it, but I loved his um, the most. He said, somatic symptom disorder is like a little pebble that's in your foot and it's there and it's bothering you but you just keep going you know if you're whatever force march whatever you're doing it's just there it kind of moves around a little bit it bothers you but you you know can move on through it the little pebble in your shoe i think is uh the little pebble in your shoe by stew so that's my humor myself part Amputation rule, dominant hand. Um, there are some diagrams, and I'm not sure if military uh, disability made easy actually uses these or put some color to them. So there are some diagrams, and you can understand, um, you know, forearm pronation. You could take that word pronation, go into the dictionary, and figure out what it means. Supination, I don't know if that's right. I know I have a uh, ulnar ulnar wrist you know it's part of my carpal tunnel so i had not covered my flexion radial deviation i don't have problems with the flexion in my wrist i just have a numb ulnar nerve the whole time so i actually wouldn't even show up and so my um functional use it, I, ha I would really have to explain how it slows down my typing and stuff, right? But it's not actually painful. So no matter what I do to my, you know, this one and half of this one, no matter what I do to my hand, it doesn't hurt. It's just numb and it goes numb every night. So I it would be horrible for me because my range of motion is fine. My functional loss, it's hard to explain that I, you know, I type with a dead finger. Um, but it's not like it doesn't work at all. It's just kind of goofy and, you know, you learn how to type around it. And I can't remember the last, oh, the actual pain. It's not pain, it's numb. So when they're just checking off pain, 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 I don't actually have pain. I have numbness and I have ulnar nerve damage and carpal tunnel and, you know, this might go on a whole different thing, but looking through here, looking for, you know, your codes. Uh, whatever this word is, right? It's 5,000. You're 100 at this. You're 60 at that. Getting used to seeing these words. Coming down here to arthritis, this type of arthritis, you know, where are these reading codes for these things? It's, it's kind of weird the way they have it laid out, you know, I'll start over on this page and there'll be like numbers on the left side, then they'll continue over to the right side. So it's laid out a little goofy, but these words are, you could totally just swipe, you know, like, hey, I, I want to know what the hell this is. You can just totally copy and paste that verbatim and chuck it in Google and um, 
you'll be heading in the right direction and learn more. Go to a doctor, print this stuff out. What the hell does this stuff mean? Lots of ways to find out about it. But I promise you, when you are looking, when you're living in with your own disabilities and you don't understand how the compensation part works, this will shed a lot of light on it. You'll, I mean, you're going to be pissed because <laughs> it sucks the way they, um, the way they look at it and the way they rate things. It's just frustrating. Like literally before I get a, you know, a decent rating for my thumb, I need to be at missing my thumb and my ring and my little finger or whatever. You know, these, this is, I think this is talking about amputations. So, yeah, obviously, you know what? I'm you're catching me literally slipping. Um, I am in here looking and talking about my hand, and the answers are right in here with my numbness. So that's great. I came on, I make mistakes on a daily basis. The more I, I'm learning, and, and it's good. So, what I've learned now. See, look, here's the first, second, third. These are the metatarsals. I have a stumpy hoppy, my little pet foot. So this is where I, you know, at some point I learned that this is, I got this one busted and this one busted. So it's the first, second, and third metatarsals are fractured. So it's weird how you, you learn this stuff. It's just weird how it comes to you, looking at these little diagrams, picking up these little verbatim things, you know, what the hell does with loose movement mean? That's a 20% rating. Okay, so there's without loose movement. So let's define loose movement, that's 20. And then, you know, whatever, without loose movement is 10. That's a 10% difference, depending on where you're at. It could be a hundred bucks or it could be less. It could be the difference between, you know, getting a, health care for yourself and your family or you know what I mean I mean that that last jump from 90 to 100 is huge so anyway um, I look through here and I try to look at this once a day and I try to just like randomly hop in and um, ankylosis I didn't know what that meant learning these words, finding them, figuring out what they are because um, once you start getting into the secondary conditions, your whole body is going to get involved in this whole thing. And once you're, you know, properly rated, um, as you feel you're, you're properly being compensated, you need to keep an eye on this stuff. <clears throat> Not saying they're like, you know, super after you to, to reduce your rating, but they are in a sense, you know, so kind of knowing if they're trying to move you backwards because of something you accidentally said, you shared that you were a little better just seeing your VA doctor, and then all of a sudden that translated into, oh yeah, Craig's wonderful. Hallelujah, you know, all of his PTSD is gone, so let's just remove all the rating. That's exaggerating, and that's not gonna happen, but I, I don't know why they go in and do reducing. So anyway, um, I just wanted to kind of show you what this document is. Um, just kind of walk through it and give you it from old crazy combats, combat brains, head, how I look at this stuff, how I'm fascinated by it. And literally start at the top and scroll down. You don't need to retain all the words. Some of them are going to leap out at you. And, you know, read a paragraph. Read another one the next day. Good, good um, brain food for you. And um, 
you are going to be dealing with your um, service-connected disabilities for the rest of your life. So I don't know how much this language changes from you know update to update, but I would imagine a lot of this is uh, very similar because they're law, right? You know, there's they're probably doing an update when there's enough laws that change within it. So that is it. Combat Craig out.